seeing the uh, Messiah in the Tanakh. And of course, the Tanakh is the Hebrew way of saying what is our Old Testament, right? Remember, if you ever speak to a, a Jewish person about the Messiah, number one, uh, don't say the Old Testament because they don't have a New Testament, so they don't have an Old Testament. You can use the word Bible, your Bible, your scriptures, but if you want to, you know, show that you have a little bit of interest, it, it's called the Tanakh, okay? And, and so, and, and of course, when you're talking about Jesus, uh, you know, don't say Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, okay? It means the same thing, one's, one's Greek, one's, one's Hebrew. And um, so why are we doing this study? To help us to be able to, number one, evangelize more to Jewish people we may know, number two, to understand the Jewishness of our faith, and number three, to be blessed by all these prophecies that have been fulfilled. You know, uh, God's word is, is, uh, is true from the beginning. And, uh, and, and so if all of these prophecies came true, just as God said they would concerning Christ's first advent, what does that do for our faith concerning his second coming? Increase it, right? God's not all of a sudden going to change his plan you know, and, and so it should increase our faith. So Matthew chapter 2 tonight, um, I, I just want to read the first two verses, then we'll come back to Matthew chapter 2. But uh, in Matthew chapter 2, just as a way of introduction, the first two verses say, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the, hills, uh, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. So here come these wise men from the east. Okay, Who were the wise men that came to visit Jesus around the time of his birth? Um, if, if you uh, study a little bit of, uh, of the Greek, uh, there's a, a, a Greek dictionary called Thayer's Definition. Uh, and his definition of, of the wise men, uh, one is, is a magus, okay, uh, uh, someone who's um, a, a, a wise person, a, a superior person. Uh, another definition is it's a name given by the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, the Medes, the Persians, and others to wise men, teachers, priests, physicians, astrologers, seers, interpreters of dream, augurs, soothsayers, and sorcerers. Now, don't think of an auger there in the modern term, you know, like a, a something that drills a hole in the ground. But it had to do some. Uh, it had to do with someone who could, you know, see into the future. And then, of course, for for our sake, the definition of a wise man is they were astrologers who, having discovered by the rising of a remarkable star that the Messiah had just been born, they came to Jerusalem to worship him. So this begs to ask a question. How did these wise men know about Jesus' birth and his being the king of the Jews? Okay? And of course, um, uh, we'll see in a, in a moment, you know, they mention this star. We've seen his star. And uh, so, so is there anything in the Old Testament that points to this? Well, let's look at the prophecy, please, of Numbers. Uh, keep a mark there in Matthew 2, we're coming back. But in Numbers 24, 
fourth book of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, in chapter 24. You have a very interesting prophecy from a very interesting man, Balaam, and uh, not the best prophet in the world, but, uh, but, but a prophet nonetheless that God used. And in, in, in Numbers 24, verse 17, uh, the Bible says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. And look at verse 19. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion, and shall destroy him that remaineth of the city. So, so notice, there is a mention of a star, and there is a mention of a scepter. A scepter is, of course, something that... Um, a king holds, so when, when the scripture mentions scepter, it's talking about royalty, okay? And, uh, and so there was a prophecy from a long ago, from, from the time when Israel had just left Egypt and was coming into the promised land. And, uh, uh, you know, with all the wilderness wanderings and everything, so that long ago is this prophecy about the star. Now look at Psalm chapter 72, the book of Psalms, in the 72nd Psalm, Psalm 72, verse 10, the Bible says, The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents, the kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts, and, and, and studying those, those uh, words, Sheba and Seba, uh, these are Arabian people, okay, people that would have lived east of Israel, okay, and they're going to come and they're going to bring gifts. But one of the things we also need to understand that the, the wise men who came to visit Jesus would have been um, very familiar with the book of Daniel because Daniel was... A magi. He was a, a wise man, okay? And he was, of course, we know, used by God. And we've seen this, uh, this prophecy in Daniel 9 before. We will see it again. It's a very important prophecy. And um, so, so let's just stop for one moment before we get to Daniel 9. There's going to be a star, right? A king is going to be born. There, there's going to be wise men that come to visit him, and Daniel will tell us the time that will happen, okay? And Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be, rebuilt, uh, be built again, the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people uh, of the Prince that shall come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, 
and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cease. I'm sorry, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So, of course, there's a lot to unpack in those verses. But one thing it does, it tells from the signing, and we've already looked at this, from the signing of the covenant to rebuild Israel to the Messiah. There's a time frame given there. So these magi, who would have been familiar with Daniel because Daniel was in Babylon, and they were from Babylon, east of Jerusalem, they would have been familiar with his prophecies. I'm sure that Daniel, when he, because Daniel is gone by the time Jesus is born, I'm sure Daniel left copies of the Torah with them, right? Where they could read this and study this. And, and not that they were all necessarily believers, but they studied that's, That's what they, they did. did. They, they studied. studied. They studied all kinds of religions. And, and by putting these things together, you know, the Magi were men like Daniel and from the East, and, and they would have been familiar with this. And as they read and gazed into the heavens, because remember the definitions, one of the things they were were um, astrologers, right? And uh, uh, there's, astrology is okay. Astronomy is another story. Astrology is okay. Okay? You can, did I say that right? No, no, I, I said, said that backwards. backwards. <laughs> Everybody's going like this. And what's, what's wrong with Pastor Dan? <laughs> Astronomy is okay. Astrology is not okay. My brain is not always okay. So, but thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> and um, so as they read and as they're gazing into heaven, they notice a bright star. And they remember the words from the Tanakh. Then they set off on a journey to see this newborn king of the Jews, okay? So let's go back, please, to Matthew 2 and, and see the fulfillment of this. And in Matthew chapter 2, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, okay? Chapter 1 already told us that. In Bethlehem of Judah, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Let me just pause for a minute there. You know, a lot of times in our, our Christmas cards, and maybe, you know, you put out a, 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 a Koresh, and you have just three wise men there. You know, you have maybe three camels and three wise they, There was a lot more than three. The only reason we think there's three is because it mentions three gifts. But let's just say there's only three wise men. They wouldn't have traveled alone. Because all Herod and all of Jerusalem was troubled by these people coming. What's going on here? And what they're saying. Where's the king of the Jews? Okay. Herod is the king of the Jews. So it's troubling to him, of course, as we'll see. And when, he was, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born or where the Messiah should be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for, this, uh, for thus it is written by the prophet, and now Bethlehem in the land of Judah, 
Art not, not the least among the children, I'm sorry, of the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So they knew the prophecy, but they, they didn't know. You know? Now, why didn't the wise men at first go to Bethlehem? They probably weren't familiar, maybe, with this um, prophecy. Okay? But why did they go to Jerusalem? What is Jerusalem? The city of the king. Right? So if the king is born, he must be here. So they come, and they, they find out, no, it's Bethlehem. Then Herod, verse 7, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring him word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So let's, let's pause there for a moment. So why did they go to Jerusalem? Because that's where the king is, right? But when they heard about the prophecy of Bethlehem, they went there. And when they came out, there's the star. And it led them. Okay? And, 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 uh, Herod inquired of them, you know, when you saw the star and, and you know, putting, uh, putting a little bit together, you know, where, where Herod wants to kill all the children two years and under, you know, they kind of put together the star probably appeared two years ago. Now, remember, it takes a long time, you know, there were no airplanes and no trains and, and you didn't travel, even though it was shorter from Babylon to, to Israel to go straight west, you're going through the desert, you're going to die. They would go what was called the Fertile Crescent, okay? And, and, and they would journey there. And it took a while, you know. I don't know how many miles a day a camel travels, but, you know, uh, I'm sure it's not what a car can do. And it took them some time. So, but what's the important thing? When they find out... When they find out where Jesus is born, they leave. Look at verse 11 and 12. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when he had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. So they came where, when, to where did, where, what town did they go to? No, they were first went to Jerusalem. What town did they go to and find Jesus? Bethlehem, okay? Where was Jesus born? Okay, he was born where? In Bethlehem, in the, in the, in the, remember the Tower of the Flock, you know, he was born and laid in a manger. But where do they find him now? In a house, okay? Keep, keep that thought for a moment. Put that in the back of your mind where you don't forget things, okay? So, but they came, and when they came, they realized that the baby before them 
was none other than the king of the Jews. And what did they offer him? Gold, frankincense, myrrh. They realized his deity, gold, just like we just sang. They, uh, uh, his humanity of being the king. They realized his deity, the frankincense, uh, the perfume, uh, the prayers arising, and they realized he was the savior, the myrrh, bitter perfume used in the embalming of people who had passed away. So they knew a lot more than Herod, the king of the Jews, knew. And it's so sad that the chief priests and, and all the, the rabbis and the, and the Pharisees, they didn't go. Interesting. So, when did the wise men visit Jesus? That's a good question, isn't it? You know, I remember one year um, we put up a crash and had the three wise men there, and uh, somebody gave me a really hard time that how dare you put that up? Because he didn't come, they didn't come until he was two years old. And I said, well, I don't think so, but, you know, I'll give it to you. They weren't there the night he was born, okay? But it had to be between his birth and the 40 days. Now, why is that, okay? Let me see if I can connect this for you. Look at Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Now, before, before I read this, 21 to 39, were Joseph and Mary rich or poor? Poor, okay? Uh, as we're going to see here, even from the sacrifice they give. So the first thing that happens in Luke chapter 2, verse 21, Jesus is born, okay? The, the um, shepherds come and they see him, right? And they spread abroad everything about him. And notice verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Okay? Now, eight days after Jesus was born, he was circumcised. Okay? And, and Joseph and Mary were very poor. And, and a trip like this would have cost them a lot of money. And, and the, the distance, you know, to, to, first off, to travel a long distance to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem while you're pregnant was difficult. And now after giving birth, you know, to turn around on a donkey and go back to Nazareth makes no sense. So they're in a house. Who's from the city of Nazareth? Joseph, right? And so... He's probably, after the census had calmed down, Joseph has some time to find a family house, right? And he's staying with the people in the house. Jesus is circumcised. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, Bethlehem is not at all far from Jerusalem. Jerusalem is very far from Nazareth, okay? And what is the days of purification from the birth? For a male, it's 40 days. For a female, it's 80 days. So ladies, if you had a male child for 40 days you, in the Jewish faith, you were considered unclean. Okay? 
and, and for 40 days you had to stain your separation, which, think about it, after giving birth, 40 days, you know, it's kind of probably a nice, well, not that you're necessarily resting, because you're still raising a baby, but, you know, and, and for a woman it was 80 days. Please don't ask me why, double the amount of time, okay? Um, but uh, um, some commentators have some interesting opinions on that. But, but nonetheless, 40 days. And now they have to go to the temple to redeem Jesus, okay? Um, the the, the Pinyad Habim, you know, the redemption of the firstborn. And, and so here it says, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the, in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. So we know that Joseph and Mary were poor because they offered the simplest, Sacrifice, not a lamb. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, the same man who was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Lord's Messiah. And he came by the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took, he up, uh, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace. Imagine, here's this old man holding up the Messiah, his Messiah, who's only a baby, 40 days old, and he said, now I can die in peace. Isn't that great? According to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and we can all say amen to that, and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Remember, this is all, you know, yeah, they had an angel visit, both of them, and shepherds came, and... And, and can I say here, you know, I'll explain a little more in a minute, but the wise men visited them, and then, and then you know, uh, Simeon's here. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. It's interesting, the mention of a sword and piercing, you know. Of course, we know that's what happened to Jesus and who was at the cross when Jesus died, right? And, and don't, how do you think his mother felt? I am not elevating Mary to the point of, of Roman Catholicism, but she was still his mother, you know, and she watched her son, who was her savior, die. That had to hurt. Okay? Of course it hurt. And, um, and then there was one Anna, a prophetess, daughter of Phanuel, the daughter of Asher, who was of a great age, and lived with that husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about 
uh, fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in in an instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him uh, to all that looked for redemption in Israel. And when they had performed all the things according to the law of God, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. So, when did the wise men visit Jesus? It had to be between his birth and 40 days. Why is that? Because they visited him in Bethlehem. Right? After the 40 days, where did they go? Back to Nazareth. Okay? And um, uh, they, Jesus, Jesus, of course, was circumcised eight, on the eighth day, and Mary's 40-day purification. They went back to Nazareth, and they left for Egypt from there. So the wise men went to Bethlehem to search for him. And Mary and Joseph are poor. They don't have money to go to Egypt to, to, to uh, run away from Herod to protect the Messiah. What did they use? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So if you see somebody who has a manger scene up there and there's wise men in it, don't get bent out of shape, okay? If you want to make it really, really biblical, maybe you put a little house off to the side. But I believe it's still, if you put these clues together, they visited him in Bethlehem before the 40 days. Because it doesn't say they went to Nazareth. Now, we know that Joseph was warned in a dream, you know. And so probably sometime after the wise men didn't come back, Herod got mad, and Herod sent the order to kill all the babies. Okay? So... Just that, just because that's what I think that doesn't make that right. But you know, uh, we also have to have some grace, right? And, and I, I even know some Christians who don't celebrate Christmas. You don't celebrate Christmas? That's fine. Don't celebrate it unto the Lord. And those of us who celebrate Christmas, that's fine. But what does Paul tell us? Celebrate it unto the Lord, and and get along with each other. You know, sometimes you follow some posts. Oh my goodness, people. You know, bite your head off because you say Merry Christmas, you know, so, but, but, but don't, you know, but, but, but seriously, uh, this is, uh, um, uh, don't lose sight of the fact that the wise men came because of the prophecy, the prophecy of Psalm 72 and the prophecy they saw in Numbers, okay? All right. Any